Thanks everyone for joining us for this very special broadcast from Two Cities Church. This is Holy Week, and Christians all over the world will celebrate and remember what happened to our Savior the last week of his life, how he entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and crowds were shouting hallelujah, how he went through uh, arrest and a trial and ultimately his crucifixion and all of these events we remember as we prepare ourselves for Easter Sunday. Last night around the world, some Christians celebrated a funny word. They call it Monday Thursday. And Monday Thursday is usually when Christians will celebrate a communion of sorts. We're going to do that as a church tonight. And we're going to do that with people who are connecting from Two Cities Church all over the country and all over the world. But today is what's referred to as Good Friday. And I just want you to understand that Good Friday is probably one of the most sacred Christian holidays of the year. Far more important than Christmas. Besides Easter, this may be the second most important Christian holiday. I want you to think about the phrase Good Friday for just a second. A few years ago, well, actually it's been quite a number of years ago now, my family and I were hanging out with a Jewish family and they were showing us their Hanukkah traditions. And we had a chance to just watch them practice their Jewish faith as they practiced Hanukkah as a family. And then we had a chance to ask them a few questions. And while the dad was helping the children, right after opening a couple of their Hanukkah gifts, the mom kind of silently, and she was very shy about this question. She said, I've had a question that I've wanted to ask ever since I was a little girl. Can I ask you a question? And I hope it doesn't offend you. I said, of course, uh, what's your question? And she said, I don't understand why you Christians call it Good Friday. Now, this mom would go on to say, we as Jews do not necessarily believe that Jesus is the Son of God, our long-awaited Messiah, but we do understand the stories about what happened to him on the cross. And if I understand correctly, this is the question mom was asking me, if I understand correctly, this is the night that your Savior died, and it doesn't make sense to me you would call this Good Friday. I had a chance to just sit there in this uh, family's dining room and explain to this mom what happened to my sins on the night that Jesus died. And the reason why we're doing this special broadcast is so that we would all spend just a few moments as a family in our living rooms thinking about what happened on our behalf on that first Good Friday, thousands of years ago in Jerusalem. I'm in my living room. I hope that you're in your living room right now. If you're a parent and you have young children, I hope that you'll just pause everything, gather your children around the tablet or around the television, and let's talk about Good Friday for just a second. In fact, let's just talk about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. And then in a moment, we're going to hear some music from Dwayne and his wife, Octavia, from their home. And then we will transition to a time of communion as a church, celebrating with Christians all over the world. And we'll wrap this broadcast up tonight with one more song from Dwayne and Octavia. Let's spend a moment 
thinking about that first Good Friday. Because the Jews that had been listening to Jesus, his disciples who really believed that he was the son of God, have heard his message, they've seen his miracles. And then the night before he went to the cross, they watched him be arrested by some of the religious leaders and everything that they had hoped for, all that they thought they they understood about their Messiah there, the king or the son of God became came crashing in around them. These disciples, these men and women put all of their hope in Jesus Christ. And then when he was arrested in the garden in Gethsemane, all that they had hoped for and most of what they understood about the Messiah and all that they had believed in kind of came crumbling down around them. And I kind of want to ask you this year, Have you had some dreams, some hopes that were just dashed and came crumbling down around you? Because if that's you, I can't use the right words to stress what it would have felt like to be one of those Jews watching your Savior arrested and carted away for trial. And I'm sure some of those disciples believed, well, now is it. This is where he's really going to display his power. And this is where he will break the chains that are holding him, throw off the shackles and do away with those men that are resisting him. And he will certainly rescue himself because he's the son of God. He's got the power to do that. And instead, he submits himself to this trial. I don't even need to remind you that Jesus, our Savior, is sinless. And the only man who's ever walked on planet Earth who's never done anything wrong. So if there is one human being who never should have stood trial, it's Jesus. I also probably don't need to remind you because as Christians, you probably grew up hearing the stories of Peter this courageous, faithful disciple who says, Jesus, if everybody else leaves you, if everybody deserts you, I will never leave you. I'll never desert you. And this night was so shocking that when Peter was confronted by a simple servant girl three times, he denied that he even knew Jesus because Peter realized that he might be next. And pretty soon, The shepherd was struck and the sheep scattered and Jesus' disciples scurried away, hiding, and all of their dreams and all of their hopes came crashing down around them. Sometimes preachers on Good Friday will preach a sermon that is solemn and a sermon that can almost feel like it leaves us wondering how things are going to turn out. I don't want you to go away at the end of this broadcast solemn about who Jesus is or wondering how things are going to turn out because as Christians, we're on the opposite side of Easter. We know something that Peter didn't know. We can read about something the disciples didn't know when Jesus was being arrested and when he was standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. I'm convinced they thought, that's it. It's over. Everything that I've prayed for, all that I have put my hope in, just came crashing down around me. And what they didn't know, but we do, is that Easter is coming. Sunday is coming. 
And then they probably watched as Jesus was beaten, brutally beaten, probably stripped naked, and almost beat to the point of death. And all that they hoped for, all of the pain of seeing their Savior suffer like this, it would have become overwhelming to them. And they didn't know what we know, that Easter is coming. And then they probably watched the public spectacle as all of the people of Jerusalem saw Jesus and these other criminals paraded through the city streets as they were carrying a cross on, as he was carrying a cross through the city streets of Jerusalem. And again, the people thought, that's it, it's over. But Sunday was coming. And then they took him to the cross and they put him on the hillside. And then those Roman soldiers started to drive nails through his hands and his feet. This is what we remember on Good Friday. And the disciples are running for their lives. Maybe one of them with the courage to stand there and to watch his Savior being crucified, along with a few other women. And this is the moment where they're thinking it's over. They didn't realize that Easter is coming. And Jesus is hanging there on the cross, suffering in ways that you and I couldn't possibly understand. The medical doctors can try to describe for us what happened to his body physically, but no human being on earth, no theologian could possibly explain to you what happened to him spiritually on that cross, where he's suffering intense pain, but also has to feel the full weight of my sin. And he cries out to his father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? because God has placed on Jesus's shoulders on that good Friday afternoon, my sin. And Jesus becomes the Lamb of God, the spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Think about this for just a second. The Father and the Son have been in a relationship, an intimate relationship with each other for all of eternity. For a brief moment on the cross, the Father has no choice because he is pure, because he is holy, and because he's placed my sin on the shoulders of his son, he turns his back on his son. And Jesus hangs there alone for perhaps the first time in eternity. He cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And even the religious leaders realize that the end is close, but nobody understood that Easter is coming. And he suffers greatly. He thirsts and he's, he's struggling physically. And the Roman soldiers realize that he's almost dead. One of those Roman leaders looks up and he realizes, surely this man must be the son of God. When Jesus utters words from the cross that no human being would have expected to hear when he says, God, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And those Roman soldiers just doing their job and carrying out Roman law have no idea that this man that's on the cross really is God's perfect sacrifice for my sins. And they don't know that Easter is coming. And then finally, the weight of my sin holds Jesus on that cross. And although he is the 
Son of God. He is also a human man in the flesh. And eventually, he willingly offers up his life when he cries out, it is finished. And these words, to everyone watching, sound like the end. But no one understands that Easter is coming. You see, when Jesus utters this last phrase, he's using a banking term. He's using an accounting term. And he says, everything that was over here in the ledger that's counted against you, all of those sins that you have ever committed, ever committed in the past that you are currently involved in right now or ever will commit in the future, it is accomplished. It is finished. Or perhaps it has been paid in full. It's the best way to describe what Jesus says. When he breathes his last, and the Bible says he gives up his spirit. And that's the moment that the skies turn gray and the ground shakes and everyone in Jerusalem recognizes that something significant has happened, but nobody knows Easter is coming. What we celebrate on Good Friday really is good, and it wouldn't be good if Easter Sunday didn't happen. But because of my Savior taking my sin on the cross, what happened for me is perhaps the greatest day in all of human history when my Savior paid in entirety my sin debt on the cross. And if you are a Christian born again by the blood of Jesus Christ, he has paid your debt on the cross too. I've asked Dwayne and Octavia, if they just lead us in a song where we would remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so now what I want to do is just ask you to sit back, turn up the volume just a little bit, and follow along with Dwayne and Octavia as they remind us of what our Savior did for us when he took our sins on the cross. So take it away, Dwayne and Octavia. Yeah. 
Thanks so much, Dwayne and Octavia, for leading us to sing to praise Jesus our King. If you've been connected with our church in the past, any time that we've ever done communion, we try to make sure that you understand what we believe about this Christian act, but we also want to make sure that you understand who should do this and who shouldn't. So we've recorded a video. It's right there on our mobile app. Go ahead and watch that video. That will help you understand how we take communion and who should take communion. I also would say that if you've ever watched us do this in the past, you know that we don't want this to feel like a funeral for Jesus all over again. Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday can be a bit depressing if we forget about who Jesus is and what happened on Easter Sunday. So in order to tie together what we said just a moment ago and what we sang about just a second ago, I want to give you a Bible verse to hang on to and to keep in mind tonight and tomorrow as you prepare your heart for Easter Sunday. This Bible verse comes directly from the book of Malachi. It comes right out of the Old Testament. It's the last part of the Old Testament as the prophet Malachi points to God's rescuer when he comes to us in the New Testament. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 says this, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, two capital words, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. Malachi chapter four, verse two. God's son was punished on the cross, but Easter's coming. He was placed the sin of uh, all of my sin and your sin was placed on his shoulders and he bore the full weight of it, but Easter's coming. He willingly, freely gave up his life on the cross and Easter is coming. They took his body off of the cross. He really was dead. They laid him in a tomb. They put a seal on it and they walked away thinking, that's it, it's over, but Easter is coming. 
And as we get ready to take these elements, I don't want you to ever forget what's coming in the future. We look back and we remember the sacrifice. This little Ritz cracker reminds us of the body that was broken on the cross. This juice represents the blood that was poured out for us. And we look back and we remember. But we also look forward and we rejoice because there is a meal waiting for all Christians in heaven when we sit down at God's table and we enjoy the Lord's Supper with him in his presence face to face. And so what I want to invite you to do right now is I want to invite you as a family to just participate in this Christian observance that Christians have been doing ever since Jesus' death and resurrection. Christians all over the world for thousands of years have been coming together in places of worship or in houses, and they'll take a bit of bread. And dads, at this point now, I want to invite you, would you go ahead and be a leader, a servant leader? Would you serve your family as I walk our church through taking the Lord's Supper together? They would take a bit of bread, and they would break it, and they would remember that his body was broken for my sins. And then most Christians would have a chalice, some kind of cup, and they would take that cup up to their mouth. But what we're going to do is just take this bread, and we're going to dip it in this juice in just a second. And this juice will remind us what Jesus said. This is the, the fruit of the vine. This grape juice or wine represents my blood that will be poured out for you. And then Jesus promises us, I'm not going to do this again until I do it with you in my Father's kingdom. And we do this looking back and remembering. We do this looking forward and rejoicing. I'm going to invite you right now as a family. Fathers, would you serve your family communion? And then after this communion is over with, I've asked Dwayne and Octavia to sing one more song for us. I am going to pray. We're going to take communion. And then after communion, Dwayne and Octavia will lead us in one more song. And that will end this broadcast. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Can't wait to be with you wherever you live on Easter Sunday. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you. I can't thank you enough for the body that was broken for me, the blood that was poured out for me for my sins. And God, as I take this communion right now, though this is just a cracker, this is just juice, I remember who Jesus is. I reflect back on what he did and I rejoice on what's waiting for me in heaven and not just me, but for all believers over all time who have been bought by the blood of the son of righteousness and will one day leap for joy in his presence. Pray that you'll bless your people on this good Friday night. In Jesus' name, amen. And now you take this as a family as Dwayne and Octavia lead us in one more song. Because it's 
but had to run down. He took his cup and received his crown. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Come and celebrate our King. 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 Come and celebrate our King.